is the 448th Sunday that we've done this show. That's technically not true. We don't always do it on a Sunday. But it's the 448th episode of the Chair Shop Podcast. I'm back after uh, my my uh, every second show being away. Barry, how's it going, everybody? Uh, joined, as always, by my ever-dependable co-host, first of all, Mr. Joe Towner. Good evening, Barry. And also, Mr. Paul Griffin. We used to not do it on a Sunday, if you remember. I actually don't. I mean, we used to do it. It used to be Saturday. Saturday night. Did it? Yeah. yeah. For like the first three years, maybe? I feel like if it was still on Saturday, I would be here even less. I feel like the, I feel like it would just be you two at this stage. I don't. I, yeah, I think I think all three of us would probably be affected by that. I mean, we already are to an extent by the Sunday thing, just as our lives, you know, change and we become busier uh, as we continue our very very long transition from teenagehood into adulthood. Um. Mm. This is very much like that movie uh, Boyhood. It's all captured in real time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, although we haven't quite been doing this for 12 years yet. Um, but we're not far off. We're actually mm. not far off. This is, yeah, that's actually great. This is the boyhood of uh, <laughs> uh, wrestling fans. Um, but yeah, so uh, I was away there last week. We got a, a big gargantuan schedule of things to get through. Um, so we might as well just jump in there with the old uh, life guff. Who has had a life this week? Well, I'll tell you what, lads. I'll tell you why I wasn't here last week. I was very busy. Um, I was on location at my mam's house. Uh, uh, she was off. Uh, uh, she was house-sitting for someone else, so I had to house-sit for her. Uh, and in my, my, my uh, panic... Uh, the night before I was supposed to go, I did not bring my headset or or any of the appropriate accoutrements to do this show, so I couldn't do it. But uh, it was nice. Uh, it's weird how I've only been living in this apartment for two years, but already this feels like home, and then going home to my actual home sort of feels uh, weird in a way. Like, you know, mm. when, when you go to a friend's house and you've, you've known them for you know a decade... Or longer, but at the end of the day, you know, when you stay at their place, you just don't, you feel a little bit out of place, like it's not quite your home. That's kind of what it was like for me. It's a bit weird. It's a bit weird um, going back to the house you grew up in and, and feeling a bit um, uh, out of uh, out of place. But it was nice. Stranger uh, in your own home. Stranger in my own home. That's the title of this week's podcast. Um, but it was all right. I um, uh, I hung out with Roscoe the dog, uh, who was doing quite well. He is very good company. He sleeps at the foot of the bed like a good boy. Um, and uh, yeah, so I had a very chilled week, you know, uh, uh, staying at home, playing with the dog uh, and all that. Uh, not a whole lot else has, has gone on life guff wise um, in, in my two weeks off. But I'll tell you what, uh, if you two had seen me on Friday, you would have had probably a great laugh at my expense. I nearly had a meltdown in the office. Um, on Friday, um, over over nothing, of course. Um, so I um, I uh, ordered a game uh, uh, from Amazon during the week. Uh, this this weekend of with which we're recording this very quiet weekend for me. You'll notice I've watched a lot of TV, lots lots of movies. 
um, just staying in, uh, recharging the batteries after, you know, OTT and a few other things going on. Got Germany in a few weeks, quite weekend in. So I says to myself, I says, I'll order that, uh, that control on PS4. That looks good. I'll get it in, uh, you know, uh, fast delivery for Friday to work. So I can pick it up at work bring it home and that'll be my weekend i'll have a nice little relaxed uh, weekend in playing the old video game so it gets delivered to the reception um at work at around 12 o'clock yeah i noticed that's a spoiled story i noticed you haven't written get uh, control under game guff here interesting it's interesting paul that i have not written that makes mm. you think about how um upset i am anyway so i go to reception uh at like uh, not straight away at twelve because obviously I you know I was had to you know uh, finish what I was doing and then I went and did it and he uh, the receptionist wasn't there and I was like okay well the game is probably underneath his desk or behind his desk or whatever but I didn't want to go snooping um, or anything like that so I said I'll, I'll go away and come for whatever reason uh, this guy let me tell you something this receptionist never at his desk it turns out this uh, fucking I, brown. I, I, this jabroni. I tell you what, if I, I tell, if I was, right, if I was a hooligan who did go behind his desk, I could have been wreaking havoc. I could have oh. been stealing things. I could have been looking at other people's posts. I could have been pissing and shitting yeah. all over it, but I wasn't. Handing right? out name badges to all of them. Handing out name badges. Don't, letting people in without signing in. Don't even sign your name badges. Just come in. Have free reign. Don't put the time. Don't put the time you came in. Um, uh, uh, use black ink instead of blue ink. No skin off my arse. Oh, um, but, uh, so he wasn't there. So, so, I pop down, you know, once or twice more when I get a, when I get a chance. He's not there. I'm getting, oh, my God, this is so annoying. I was like, if, if four o'clock rolls around and I haven't got this, I'm going to be really irritated. Um, my initial my initial uh, uh, concern also was that it had been delivered to, like, the wrong building or something like that. But then I was like, no, no, no. I, I was very specific in the instructions, and, and Amazon are, and, and on post are usually pretty good with this building. So three o'clock rolls around an hour before... Um, uh, we finish up for, for, for Friday evenings. And I, I take my, my kind of final 15-minute break of the day, and so I'm sitting there in, in the break room, and I said, okay, I'm going to go down one last fucking time, see is this guy there. And uh, I go down to the reception, and he is sitting there. And he goes, great. I says, do you have a delivery for Barry Murphy? And he smiles and goes, oh, yes. And he does not hand me it or... or, or <laughs> it. I was like, um... I am he. May I have it? He goes, oh, I, I gave it to someone who said he knew you. I was like, okay. <laughs> now, at this point, I will say that it's a, it's not a tiny office, but it's also not a massive one. And it would not bother me at all if, if you know, if my post was given to someone else because they're like, oh, I'm going up to that floor. I know Barry. I'll take his post. Absolutely fine. That does not bother me. So I'm not especially mad at the receptionist about that. But I was like, um, did he work in insert my company here because there, there is one other business in my building He's like yeah 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 i think so i was like oh you think so cool okay um so i was like okay this guy is seemingly just back at his desk because i've been trying to see him all day and he hasn't been here so maybe i just missed the person who took my but he didn't know who the person was by the way he didn't take his name it's like so maybe i go back up to my desk and it's not and it's there but i go back up and it's not there and i'm like okay okay so i walk around to the few people who would be familiar enough with me to take my post, right, in the, in the, in the name of giving it to me. Um, and I say, hey, um, were you down at reception earlier? You, you didn't pick up package? He's like, no, 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 I didn't, no, I didn't. I speak, uh, I hear that some guy um, 
went to the receptionist and did do a post round. I picked up all the posts to hand it out to people. Um, uh, and a few other people said to me, no, I got it, I got it, I got my stuff. So it was like, okay, everyone who got posts here except me got it. I'm like, where's this fucking game? What? You, what? And the thing is, of course, I didn't, because um, I don't think anyone gives a shit, I did not broadcast that I was getting this game. I just ordered it. Hmm. Uh, also, I don't think anyone else in the office would give a shit enough to steal it. Um, uh, you know, so I, I don't think there's any... I, I, this isn't annoying because I think I was wronged because someone stole my thing. I, I, it's just it, it's just one of those mildly irritating things that's just irritating enough to drive me off the fucking walls because I had this plan. This is what I was going to do for the weekend. So um, uh, I sent out the old office-wide email just saying, hey, if anyone has any posts belonging to me, can you bring it to my desk? Um, but they did not do so by four o'clock, and so I had to leave the office in an absolutely foul mood um, uh, uh, without this game. And the thing about it is, is like I said, if it had been misdelivered or lost by the postman or something, I'd have been like, well, that's annoying, but whatever. I'm, I'm almost more annoyed that I think, I think I'll find out tomorrow morning. So, so follow me on Twitter for updates when I have a meltdown about this. But I think someone took it with the mindset of, oh, I'll do a good deed for the day and I'll bring him his thing, and then sort of forgot or got lazy and didn't bother giving it to me before mm-hmm. they clocked out for the day, which is more annoying than if it was just lost, because I'm sure they're going to come up to me Monday and give me this thing that I paid to have delivered early yeah. on Friday. Uh, I go, oh, well, I did you a favor. I picked up your post. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, the reception- can you pick up my door cleaning? Like, yeah, it's like, it, it's it's reception. It's not Guantanamo Bay. You didn't have to invent... <laughs> You didn't have to. You didn't have to fucking sneak in like solid snake to retrieve this game from me. I could also walk to reception. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm sure that's what it's going to turn out. I'm sure I'm confident I'm going to have it tomorrow morning. Uh, but of course, you know yourselves. You come home. You, you know, Paul. You play the, the video games. You come home from fucking work. Get in or whatever time. You got to eat your dinner and all sort of stuff. Then you know you fire it up for an hour. You haven't even gotten through the intro, and then it's time for Betty buys. Uh, so that uh, infuriated me to no end, and I think I sulked for about twenty-four hours um, uh, about that before I got got out of my actual weekend. Um, so yeah, in conclusion, uh, and I be- they better not have opened it because that's a felony, right? And I will be reporting them to the police. Um, I think uh, I'd have killed I- someone if that happened to me. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? It is it is just that level of irritating where you're where you're furious despite the. You know, ultimately inconsequential uh, uh, nature of it all. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. Should this arrive to you on Monday morning, like in two years' time, you're not going to think back to those that weekend you didn't have control. But yeah. what is this company that is handing post out willy nilly with no process behind it? Uh, do you want me to write my name down? No, just uh, don't say who you are. Uh, I, I, I'm not looking at you. I don't want to know what you look like. <laughs> uh, no, well, don't, don't say anything. Just take it. I'll, I'll look away. I want to look back. Is. I want it to be gone. Because um, in, in where I work, you have to like present your badge. If you want someone else to pick it up for you, you have to send a fucking email to the mail room. There's a whole thing wow. to it. People yeah. just stopping by and go on i'll grab that uh, do you work there probably yeah oh th- yeah I, I i i would have had steam coming out of my ears if i heard that happen to me and someone else in the office the only other guy who really plays games was telling me about how um uh, the previous day how he, he just found it. this new copy of it 
<laughs> Weird. And I, the receptionist just gave it to me. I don't know who owns it. Anyway, I broke it in half. Um, well, no, he was just telling me how like he had ordered that new Zelda on Amazon. And as Amazon yeah. often do, they had delivered. He got it delivered to his house and he got it a day early. And he was telling me how great that was. And I was like, oh, going to have a lot of fun with that at the weekend. And I, I told him the story. And I was like, hopefully I'll have a great time with Control over the weekend. He's like, yeah, let me know how it is. Well, now I can't do that. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I know as, as annoyed as I would be if it's there tomorrow, there's also this, the chance that someone has nicked it and it won't be there tomorrow. But I doubt that because um, those Amazon boxes are just nondescript. It looks like it could be a, you know, a book or something. Like it's yeah. not. Anyway, uh, I will update you accordingly next week on that. Uh, that's about it for the life golf for me. I got a lot of a lot of movies and TVs and stuff to get through, but not much else on the uh, the old life golf. Oh, I don't think I have anything quite as exciting as that. Um, Nathy started her new job in the vet clinic, so <laughs> hooray for her! She's having a good old time of it. Every day there's a, a a new excuse me a new animal of the day that she's excited to tell me about. There was a whippet one of the days. There was a cat one of the days. Cat? Yeah. So she having a good old time of it. Um, which is great. I'm very happy about it. Um, I had my, probably my latest ever birthday celebration yesterday. Uh, because my parents were away on holidays during my actual birthday. So we visited them yesterday. This is the first time we saw them since... The 9th of September, which was my actual birthday. So we had a cake and candles and sang happy birthday and everything. Two weeks after my birthday, almost. <laughs> well, that's nice. A little extra birthday. Oh, I'm not holding them against them. I was loving it. Um, it was great. Um, and uh, that was lovely. And then the only other news for me is that I've, I've kind of changed my schedule at work so that i can leave slightly earlier because in the new in the new role i have i can be a little bit more flexible with that than i could in my previous role but it does mean that i'm waking up earlier in the morning so i'm a wee bit tired um my, my first uh train i have to get is a uh, 13 minutes past six in the morning what oh baby yeah. that is early so i'm up early but i do finish at four so okay that's all right I don't mind. I, I'm, I'm sure you did that too. Yeah, so. I, I'm one of the guys. I, I do prefer to uh, start a little bit earlier and then leave it earlier. That's I'm happy with that. Because especially with the long trip home, otherwise I'm getting home and it's nearly half six already. It's a little too late. So I'll be getting home probably around five. So that's great. But that's all the news, I think, for me. Nice. Um, well, I have um, various life guff to cover. Um, first of all, um, regular listeners over the last month will have heard my uh, broken headset saga that oh, I played yes. on and on. Um, it, it, one of the headphones snapped off about four weeks ago, and due to my kind of inertia, I didn't get around to ordering a new one. So basically, I've been using the broken headset, uh, and to prevent the broken bit of plastic on one side digging into my temple, I've been using a uh, rubber kind of placemat uh, stuck against the side of my head. Um, so that's been continuing until this week, at which point I made the decision to um, finally uh, take the plunge and buy a professional uh, Blue Yeti podcasting microphone. Um, so if I sound a little bit better this week, that would be why. 
Um, I'm speaking into it now. I don't know if it sounds any different. Sounds good. Sound good? Cool. The only drawback is I can't lay horizontally on the sofa doing the podcast as I usually do. Um, because obviously it's a, it's a microphone that has to sit on the table. Um, so I'm currently at the kitchen table um, speaking into the microphone, reminiscent of one Fraser Crane. Hello, Seattle. I'm listening. <laughs> That's pretty um, good. But it, it's good. It's good. So um, I'm thinking maybe I'll just start my own podcast as well, in addition to this one, just so I can get my money's worth. Yeah. 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 So any, any suggestions on what I can talk about, please? Ooh, um, for, I, for a, your, fra- your, your Fraser uh, impression is pretty good. You could probably work that into Oh, I could just do that. Like oh, Fraser. you could do. Um, you could do Fraser uh, ASMR videos on YouTube, maybe. Where you scratch you uh, your nails against the pineapple or something. Just make like you this. Could do like in character, like fat the, 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 the Fraser Crane show, but in character. So your podcast oh, yeah. is just bits where people call and go. Uh, I can't sleep. They go. Well, that's uh, all we have time for today. Um, uh, what else could you do Uh, you could oh this is good you could do a chair shot podcast review podcast right where you listen to old episodes of the podcast oh this shice why did we keep going for 10 years doing this absolute travesty of a show take down that shit yeah it's a good idea Um, yeah so that was that was very exciting um hopefully so now again it is a bit of a sacrifice having to spend two hours on a sunday sat on a table rather than collapse on the sofa but you know uh, it's for the fans um we can't let standards slip even after a decade of quality entertainment in addition to that there has been some progress on house guff um so listeners may also remember i mentioned that michelle and i were buying a flat um, I can't remember what last update was, but what happened was we actually found another flat that we liked more. Um, so we, we pulled out, ended up kind of pulling out of the first one because it took so long. Mm. Um, but this flat's actually better and slightly cheaper. So we're much pleased with it. We've got the mortgage offer and we're just waiting for all the legal stuff to happen. So hopefully five to six weeks uh, we'll be broadcasting from the spare bedroom of our new apartment. Um, so that's all very exciting. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, very good. Um, thank you. Um, only only question is, of course, getting the old broadband installed. You know what that's like. Uh, yeah, yeah, That'll probably take years. Sure. Um, so that was good. And this weekend's been quite good. Friday night, Michelle and I went out to the cinema. Um, she, of course, won two free cinema tickets in a raffle a couple of weeks ago. Um, so we went out to see the new film Hustlers. Uh, which we'll review later on. Uh, before that, we had a wonderful Honest Burger at Honest Burgers Clapham. Um, I had the just the beef burger, but with blue cheese. Oh, baby, it was good. Blue cheese, onion relish. Oh, it was so good. Oh, it's just, it's everything a burger should be. Meat cooked medium. Lovely rosemary salted chips. Oh, it's fantastic. My absolute favourite. So that was good. Uh, and then last night we went out um, for some birthday drinks. Uh, it was fun. Unfortunately, the um, location was in central London, uh, where I don't think I've been on a Saturday night for about 15 years because it is full of twats. <laughs> uh, 
stag do's, twats, uh, northerners, and tourists. Yeah. That's that's it. So usually I try and avoid that. Luckily, we we're in a pub that wasn't too busy. We would come downstairs in the place, and it was it was quite chilled. So that was that was nice. So we just went out for a few hours. Um, yeah, well, that was it. That's that's oh, lovely weekend. We also got tomorrow off. Michelle and I. We had a, a three day weekend. Oh. So oh. we're we're gonna max relax tomorrow as well. Just take it easy. Bit of self care. So that's life, Goff. I think back to all the um, the previous audio setups we've had where like mm. i remember when we started doing this my setup was i think there are fireworks gone outside by the um my setup was a guitar hero mic in a mug <laughs> um and then obviously i destroyed a laptop on the air poured water on it that one time <laughs> uh recorded from a shed once Oh, I remember the shed, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, so, as you say, a travesty. That was, uh, yeah, good. lots of life stuff going on there uh, this week. Uh, well, I didn't get control, unfortunately, but there were lots of other video games out this week that uh, played. Um, I jumped back into Mario Maker 2, which is still fun. Yeah. Uh, and I, the last time I was on, I mentioned Gato Roboto, which I'm still playing, which is a fun little Metroid game on Switch. But other than that, I have not had a chance to jump into anything new. Um, I downloaded Gears of War 4 and 5 on PC, because uh, 5 just came out, yeah. and apparently it's good. I never played 4. They're both on the old Game Pass service, which is cool. So I haven't started them yet, but I'm going to get to that at some point. Uh, yeah. So, uh, But no no new games for me this week. Uh, uh, Paul, you, you've played more games and you've successfully played more games than I had this week. So uh, why don't you why don't you take us off there with the old game guff? Okay, well I'll give you the pro tip first of all. Um, Go on. Link's Awakening obviously come out on Friday just there. Yeah, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, didn't buy it on Amazon. Slightly more expensive. Um, I did just get the digital version pre-installed from the Nintendo store. I had some gold coins anyway, so... Uh, yeah. So there was no post-fuck-ups uh, or anything that caused me to be delayed in playing it. Yeah, that's... that's. I'm usually with... I'm usually, like... I usually, you know, sacrifice the bargain in the name of the convenience. I'm a big... I'm a big digital... digital storefront guy, but... Right? Control is... It was just way cheaper. It was only 50 quid, including shipping, where it's still 70... Yeah, well, that, that that is enough that I would go for the cheaper version. To be fair, and also it's like on on base PS4, which is what I'm playing on. The performance is apparently not that great, so yeah. I I did want to get it discounted to justify playing it, but I but I digress. I'm with you usually. I'm I'm fully on board. I I bought a big massive hard drive for my PS4. Um, I'm all in on the whole digital thing. Yeah. So Link's Awakening, the new Zelda game, or the old Zelda re-released. So now it's new. Um. So, it's, uh, first of all, quite a short game, just to set people's expectations. I think the game is only going to end up being about 15 hours long, to compare it to something like Breath of the Wild, which, of course, I played for about 110 hours. Um, so, I've been playing it this weekend. Um, just to give some background, I, I did play the original on Game Boy back in the day. I did not beat it. I found it quite hard to get into, because I had played uh, Link to the Past before then. And so it was, it did kind of feel like a step back for me that I, it, I found hard to uh, to really get into. 
I think I'm at the stage in the the new game, probably more or less where I got to previously. So everything from here on is going to be kind of new to me. Um, I'm I, I I just I just beat the second dungeon, and uh, it's great. It gives me a very similar feeling to playing something like Pokemon Red for the first time. It's not necessarily like Pokemon Red, but it gives me that kind of sensation that I had playing games like that for the first time, where um, you you start in this little little town, and they're like, "Oh, Link, you should go go scope out the mysterious forest." And I was like, "Oh, I should." Uh, and um, <laughs> it just it just looks Is great. <laughs> but it looks great. The music's great. Um, that art style is so so good. It suits it so well. Every little oh, every gorgeous. little house has a little like full of stuff, whereas the original, because it was on the Game Boy, everything looked kind of empty and uninteresting. Um, I'm loving it. It's it's really really fun. Controls really well. Um, ironically, I I experienced some choppiness in like the docked mode that I haven't really felt while playing handheld, which usually is the other way around. Um, yeah. But uh, very very little. Um, the dungeons are fun. If if a little bit simple, sorry. No, no, sorry. Go ahead. But um, yeah, it's really fun. Um, I'm kind of playing it at a more leisurely pace anyway to kind of stretch out the uh, duration of it. But it's it's real fun, and uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Highly highly recommend. Obviously, I kind of like the idea of a. A tighter, shorter Zelda experience. I mean, it, I mean, it's sixty quid, which is quite a bit. Yeah. But you know, um, you know, yeah, nice to have something that's not quite as intimidating as Breath of the Wild, maybe. Yeah. Um, but uh, also, just on the subject of you mentioned there, uh, on the subject of old school Zeldas, have you messed around with the uh, Super Nintendo on Switch thing? I have. I was playing a little bit of Mario Kart on it. Uh, which I enjoy, but I have this. I have the SNES Mini anyway. So, oh, okay. yeah, so you got <laughs> and I have a Super Nintendo, <laughs> so I've already played quite a few of those games. Um, for anyone who hasn't, um, Super Metroid needs to be played. Obviously, Link to the Past is probably one of my favorite games ever as well. But um, I've never played Link to the Past. I'm excited to actually... I mean, I haven't played any Zelda game except Breath of the Wild, so... Yeah, well, I mean, these games are very, very different to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Obviously, one thing that's notable about Breath of the Wild is that it was was a complete reinvention of what Zelda had become as a franchise, because Zelda had kind of stagnated in terms of its, you know, its structure. Um, But it is nice to go back to what is essentially a more linear adventure game with, you know, dungeons and puzzles to solve and um maybe link's awakening would be a nice little gateway into those games because um since you'll have uh, link to the past i would say link to the past is probably similar maybe you'd be in maybe 20 hours 25 hours uh but link to the past is excellent it's so so good um but anyway to move away from zelda then uh i've been playing the real hottest game of the weekend because unfortunately something come in and steal the attention right away from Link's Awakening just the last minute and that is Untitled Goose Game mm. the game stealing the spotlight stealing the hearts and minds a game where to summarise it essentially 
you play a goose and you annoy people in it. Yeah. It's tremendous fun. So, I've heard about this. Is, is it only available on... It's only available uh, on the Nintendo consoles. Switch. Oh, only on the Switch. Okay. Specifically on the Switch. It's, uh, it's, on, it's on the personal computer. It is okay. on the personal well, I don't know. Oh, is it? Uh, you can get it on the oh, Epic Games Store. Okay. Um, but just to give you an idea of the joy that I experienced uh, playing it. Uh, one of the first little areas you come to is like a gardener in his garden. And you have um, a list of Where's Wally style uh, check boxes to kind of little achievements that you have to do. Right? So I go, I go into the garden honking away. I pull a flower out and drop it in a big uh, hole next to a sprinkler. The gardener goes to get the flower back. By the time he's got the flower, I've run around to the sprinkler. I've turned the sprinkler on now. So you're getting all covered with water. Um, then what? Then I grabbed his rake and threw it in a lake. <laughs> and I grabbed his keys and threw them in the lake as well. Oh, it's just been a very naughty goose altogether. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah, that kind of game. Well, it's like, like Hitman with Dennis the Menace. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard it likened to hitman and so it i don't think it's quite as you know do it your own way as hitman is i think there's very specific things that it wants you to do but you can kind of experiment with insofar as there are so many there are only so many items that you can use you can kind of test them out and see what happens so for instance there's in in a a second little part there's like a uh, a picnic blanket by a lake and then there's like a little shop over to the side and, and the, the the achievement is like go for a picnic put the following items on the picnic basket and so you have to run into this little shop area grab an, an orange for sake of argument and the fucking shopkeeper is chasing after you down the road with your orange in your mouth and you have to kind of get in and out and time things in such a way that you'll be able to take the items because if the shopkeeper catches it he just takes the orange back you know there's um there's no real failure though you can just grab the orange back and hopefully run away with it again um and then stuff like that where there'll be like a garbage can you can pull over the garbage can and try and get find items in it and see if you can use them and um there's one little bit where you need to get a little boy's glasses off so you, as you're a goose, you run up to him and undo his shoelaces by pulling on them. And then as he yeah. be, you know, bends down to do them, you pull the glasses off and throw them in a lake or whatever you do with them. So it's a very fun game. Um, it, I mean, it's, it's Hitman-esque in, insofar as it's a sandbox and you can do the stuff in whatever order you want and just kind of figuring out how all the different items interact. But as I said, it's not quite as open to your own interpretation and your own way of doing each each task. There's really only one way to do it. It's just a case of you figuring out what that is. But it's very, very fun and it's very, very cheap. It's currently on sale. Uh, so the, the actual price is 20 euro on Switch, but it's currently on sale at 15. And I had some coins from buying Zelda, so I think I, I got it for like 11. Which is, for what it is, perfectly fine. The only criticism... I have, uh... 
I've procured this video game. I will, I want to finish some of the stuff I started, but I can't wait to start it. Yeah, the only thing I've heard is that it's a little like too short. That once you feel like you're really getting into it, the game ends. Um, but we'll see. I, I, as I said, I've I've only done like the first two little parts. So I don't know quite how long it is. I've heard it's like an hour and a half, really, which is okay for the price. Uh, and then finally, not a video game, but another one of them board games that I love so much. Uh, Natty got for me for my birthday a board game called Ticket to Ride, which is a, tra- okay. a train-based board game, uh, which we played for the first time yesterday, and it's real fun. So it's a ma- essentially the board is a map of like Europe, right? And you have like 50 little train um, pieces, little plastic pieces. And on the map, it has these different train tracks. And you have to like draw cards and put your train tracks down and make your train line across Europe. And you get these little cards that are like, if you can get from Edinburgh to, I don't know, like Rome, then you get bonus points. And other people don't know what you're trying to do. So you other you can try and like sabotage other people trying to make their tracks and so on. Um, it took us about an hour to read the instructions. We really had to wrap our head around it, but once we did, it was really really fun, and it had it had kind of a Mario Party ness to it because by the end of the the game itself, right, I was in last place by like thirty points, right. Um, the, my brother was winning. He was on like let's say 70 points so he was nearly twice as many points as me and then it's like oh well i got all my destination cards so i i had made all my tracks as per the cards and he and my dad had not succeeded to make all theirs so they lost points and i got all the points so that put me up real close and then we're like oh well who made the longest single path oh that's me as well 10 bonus points for me and uh, and i ended up winning the game so haha but um, I say again, thank you to Natty. That game was real fun. I really enjoyed it. I'd say it'd be even more fun with more players. But um, if anyone's on the lookout for a fun board game that can be played for two to five people and you like trains, which I don't even particularly, to be honest, uh, it's real good. Ticket to Ride. I enjoy it Sounds a lot. Good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Games. Uh, that's interesting. I, I, I look forward to joining in the... Uh uh, the, not, not the board game chat. I although I the, go, I, the I goose do, guff. Yeah, goose guff next week. I do wish I could do. I bought a board game like a, a year ago that me and my roommate ended up never playing, which is a shame. Oh. I'll just I'll, I'll what? Oh, oh yeah, I thought you said something else. But the um yeah, I'll join in goose guff next week. I I've been looking. I love that like E three will roll around and people will spend. Companies will spend like hundreds of thousands. Like getting a vertical slice of some mega expensive game prepared and then demoing it and spending money to, you know, advertise that you're showing this gameplay trailer. And then most people just go, oh. but then, then there's a sizzle reel of indie games and if, all anyone wants to talk about is look at that game where you're a goose <laughs> and you're, you're, be, you're being a arsehole like gooses are in real life. Um, <laughs> There's there's one there's one control in the goose game, by the way, that I love. I, I don't think there's even a purpose to it, right? But the controls of the game are you are a goose and you waddle around. 
And why is to honk? So you can just honk at people, and some people are scared, oh, scared, and they'll yes. run away. And then other people would like chase after you. Right? So you're honking at these people. Uh, and the left trigger is to like bend down. So if you want to pick up something off the floor, you bend down and pick it up. And then the right trigger, and I don't know what the purpose of this is, but I love doing it. It's kind of my triumph taunt, I guess. So when you're running, right, you hold B to run. You're sprinting along as fast as a goose can go. Right trigger, you just, you know, as geese do, you just open your wings up as you're running, and they're kind of like waving them around. I just love it. There's no point to it. But I'll, if I'm chasing someone, I'll have my wings there. Honking at them. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll report in there next week. And hopefully some control takes as well. Um... Or, or, or an outraged update to that story. Um, uh, Telly Guff, I got through season four of Line of Duty. Um, uh, yeah, I believe I did an update on the end of season three. Um, mm. Last time I was on air. Uh, season four, quality stuff again. Um, I think it's a, pre- a pretty great, uh, consistent through line of quality in the show so far. Uh, no real dips. I, uh, I'm sure you could make a ranking... Uh, of, of the seasons and if people wanted to say the first one was the best and that the others weren't quite able to follow I would say that's fair um, but um, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, every season of it and also I love that the, that uh, post season one uh, seasons two, three and f- four have all started off with their own unique stories but then they start to tie in broadly with this wider uh, uh, conspiracy um, which I, I find really interesting. Um, yeah, really great. Uh, great performance in, in season four by Thandi Newton. She's awesome in most things she's in. She's really great in this. Um, and uh, yeah, just uh, a, a great, great, great show. If you want a good uh, crime uh, police uh, drama uh, on the old Netflix, you got four seasons of quality stuff there uh, in Line of Duty. And also, uh, for no particular reason, I started rewatching uh, Arrested Development. Um, and that show is read good. You may have heard, um, but uh, yeah, still, still hilarious. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched it through more than once. I've cherry picked a few episodes here and there. This is my first time restarting it, but uh, it's still fantastic. Um, yeah, that's my telling off this week. No new shows or anything like that to to chat about. At least not at the moment. Cool. No, I've not really watched anything. So. No. No other telly. All right. We have a lot of movies to chat about. Joe, what did you think of Hustlers? Ooh, I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. Um, I thought it was a very good film. Um, Very fun. Um, From the performances to the music to uh, some of the way it was shot. Uh, It was was a good time. Uh, I don't think it was a perfect film. Um, I think there were some elements that I wasn't that happy with. And overall, there was a bit of a confusing tone around, uh, kind of morally around, uh, you know, on one hand, it wanted to, I think it wanted to present the characters as kind of family who, you know, doing what they're doing out of desperation, kind of Robin Hood style, but then also wanting to acknowledge that they're doing bad things. And so that was a bit confusing, but overall, I liked it a lot. Um just to explain what the movie's about, which I probably should have started with, it's a group based on a real-life article um, about a group of strippers who kind of hustle guys out of their money, get them drunk, and then steal their credit card and run up big bar bills and take some of the money. Um, and J-Lo is kind of the central sort of 
she's like the Obi Wan of strippers. Yeah, um, and Constant, <laughs> Constance Wu is sort of the Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah. J Lo is like the, the 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 matriarch of. The, they have a kind of faux family vibe. Yeah, she's the, she's the matriarch. She's Morpheus. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I I agree. I I thought it was really good. Not not quite excellent or anything like that, but I thought really good. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is is really fantastic. It's one it's one of, it's one of yeah. those. Um, it's she's getting to that stage in her career now where now's the time to have the the salty veteran performance. Where you kind of so oh, yeah you know Jennifer Lopez she's probably always been good but she's just been in a lot of shit you know um, yeah you know she hasn't been in you know any any real hard hitting uh, uh, at least not that I've seen um, but she was tremendous in this uh, whole cast was really good I thought it was funny that the the marketing I thought the marketing of the trailer of the movie just made this look like the most I had no interest in seeing this um, yeah it looks very kind of exploitative sort of stripper trashy movie yeah it was like the cameos. The, yeah, exactly. That was it. Like the trailers all lead into the idea that oh, look, it's Cardi B and Lizzo are in this movie, mm. and it's all about the girls taking the guys to the cleaners. And it didn't look especially. I kind of it looked watching the trailers. I was like, this looks like lowbrow widows. Yeah. Like they're they're trying to make the female ensemble cast crime movie but without any of the of the slickness but that was actually not what it was at all um mm. and it, it definitely felt like a left hand not knowing what the right hand was doing marketing wise because they did because like cardi b and lizzo and people like that are, are in it but they're in it very much early on in the first half of the film mm. first half of the film is kind of sitting it up as you know eh, you know we didn't have a lot of money but simpler times we were just stripping and <laughs> you know you know, yeah. getting their tits out for the lads and having it was it was it was the good old days. You could make money just getting your knockers out. Mm. Yeah, but when the um, but when the actual like when the racket of 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 hustling like like massively defrauding these guys out of the money mm. when that kicks in, there's a there's a sort of time jump. I don't want to get into too many details, but they jump forward a couple of years, and all those all the those kind of uh, kind of well known faces are are gone. And, the, mm. and they're not, they do not return for the entire second half of the movie. And it's a completely different movie in that second half. Um, uh, so I did think that was interesting. But yeah, it's 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 uh, pretty slick. And the, and the performances are good. And I also think it's just an interesting story um, uh, uh, as well. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. I that one. I didn't enjoy the, the Julia Stiles character uh, particularly. I thought it was a bit... Kind of typical. She's the kind of privileged white feminist who's doing the interview, interviewing the strippers. Yeah, and it's a bit like on the nose. I probably could have done without that. Maybe just her telling the story to someone anonymously or something. I don't know. But yeah, it wasn't wasn't a major problem. No. Um, yeah, good. And there's one one particular scene with I won't spoil it, but with a um, R and B musical icon um, that is absolutely. <laughs> what amazing uh, one of the best favourite scenes of the year it's, it's, it's hilarious uh, did you see anything else this week Joe? I think that was it um, oh no wait 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 wasn't it so yesterday also watched Star Wars A New Hope um, which I of course have seen before um, which is of course really good again the fun part of it as well is is getting really annoyed every time you spot a bit of bad uh, kind of 19 <laughs> sort of late 90s CGI that's been welded into it um, particularly the bit where uh, Han Solo walks behind Jabba the Hutt and 
they forgot to have him step over the tail. So he kind of does a Poochie in the Simpsons uh, moment where the frame just goes over the over the tower which is just oh my god it looks dreadful um yeah otherwise otherwise that's that's a great great movie alec guinness is so good in that movie if if they're not gonna if they're not gonna put out a remaster of the original films which maybe they will maybe they won't could they yeah could they at least clean up stuff like that because because that and also the head bob in the infamous han shot first scene Mm. It's so dreadful. Like it was, it's dreadful for ILM to do it, but for those movies to be sold under the Disney banner with their infinite money piss to still look that bad is um, yeah, yeah. I am. Yeah, I remember my uh, my ex. She hadn't seen any Star Wars movies, and I was like, "Oh, what? No, we're going to watch the original trilogy. They're they're wonderful. They're 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 culturally significant, and they're just they're still they're just fantastic stories." But also, I will be pointing out all the things that are wrong in this particular version. We are going to watch. It's not very good, but it's still good. Um, uh, like the the whole like the the dance number in in Jedi is the is the big one. Um, yeah. Where is that Empire? No, that's Jedi. Yeah, I knew. I knew. Hope. I think. Yeah, I knew. Hope has. I think the worst ones just because they're the worst implemented. Yeah, um, it's not as much as many changes. I don't it's think, just in the yeah, it's particularly bad. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope I hope we one day get like some some lovely high quality Blu-ray releases of those originals. Yes, put them on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I was thinking because I was like, they've got now they bought Fox. I, I think there was some legal yeah. hold up to New Hope. If they if they whack it on there, I mean that's big business. Ooh, take my I money. It's not be big business anyway, but you know, <laughs> yeah, um, over the top. Uh, that your lot there, Joe. I'm very much encouraged, by the way, before we move on, people, if you've never checked them out, the, the deleted scenes from A New Hope, um, they are awful. And it gives you a real perspective on how how important the edit was to that film being the film that we love. Yeah. yeah. Because the amount of shite that they shot for it, it boggles the mind. Yeah. That film's really great. Yeah, also, so. Obi Wan Kenobi is intentionally misleading to Luke when he says, "I knew your father. Darth Vader killed him." <laughs> and then later he's like, "Well, you know, I'm the your your father became corrupted by the Force and then became Darth Vader." So what I said was true from a certain point of view. No, you were lying. That is not what you yeah. said. You lying old <laughs> bastard, yeah. Yeah, fucking anyway, That's kind of what's yeah. funny about what makes um when everyone freaked out about The Last Jedi and they're like, oh, Luke is such an arsehole. And so, you know, Obi Wan was an arsehole at, at times. <laughs> like, you know, these, like, these characters, characters can be arseholes. Who was Yoda? Yoda was a prick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like, even. <laughs> Even from, him. even when they first meet Obi Wan, and he's like, "I'm looking for old Ben Kenobi." Oh, Ben Kenobi, that's a name I've not heard in a very long time. Do you know him? What's me? What, why you, did you say that in the first place? <laughs> yeah, why? Why are you? Why are you being the the IT guy from that one scene in the office? It's like I've 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 seen Ben Kenobi fight Darth Vader in Episode Four, Sonic uh, Skywalker when he fights him in Episode Three. 
Uh, anything else there, Joe? Um, yeah, one more movie. So I finally got around to seeing uh, Lady Bird. Oh, uh, yeah. Much, much fated coming of age story from a couple of years ago now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was it was good. I didn't quite get why it was um, so kind of celebrated. Yeah. I thought it was a kind of decent coming of age movie. Um, obviously, uh, the lead character is quite annoying, but I think that's the point. Um, yeah. She wasn't particularly likable, but then she's going through a stage of being completely unlikable and being quite vile to her, you know, parents and friends and everything. So that was fine. And I liked, um, you know, good performances. I liked the relationship with her dad as well. I thought that was kind of a very interesting aspect of him him being unemployed, but you know, being kind of a confidant of hers. The relationship with the mother with the mother um, was uh, resonated quite well with me as well in terms of that. Both wanting to be have that independence, or both having that real kind of streak in them, and that that clash once you get to a certain age. Mm. Um, that was quite interesting. But overall, in terms of like the, the style of what it did and the story, I didn't think it was anything kind of you know massively ambitious or out of the ordinary. Um, but, but some good performances. Yeah, um, no, I think yeah. what I liked about it was the performances. Yeah, more than anything. Like yeah. my favorite part of the movie was towards the end the airport scene yeah uh, with the mother driving the car um i really really love that because i as someone who flew the country at one point that kind of kind of relate to that on a very strong guttural level uh that being said the last five minutes or so of that film are completely unnecessary yeah it does carry on after it certainly should have finished, I was like, hmm. Why is this still going on? Why have they left in this deleted scene? <laughs> yeah, it just feels very, um, even though it's a very, it's, it has it has the feeling overall of a real, of a real indie movie, uh, that last part feels very studio said, eh, audiences might prefer if we put in this little extra bit here at the end. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, yeah, it was a very cliched thing of someone someone who hates their hometown and can't wait to escape and, and get out of there. And then later on, they realize, Hmm, you know what? My hometown wasn't that bad after all. It's like, Oh God, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> De- decent film. It was all right. Yeah. Michelle still hates it. But... Yeah. Michelle, you, the wife despised it, didn't she? Oh God. Yeah. No, that's good. She made me watch it. Uh... Um, I watched some movies this week. Go for it. Uh, I, I watched a little Irish movie, Hortitatoy, on the RTE. Um, it wasn't on the RTE, it was in the cinema. I watched Extraordinary, uh, which is a... Um, I'm never quite sure how to classify movies like this. Like, horror comedy is, I guess, how you would classify it. It's not, it's not really a horror movie, it's not really scary. Is, Will, is, is Will Fort in that? Yes. Or is it someone yeah. who looks like him? Okay, it is him. No, it's, it's Will Forte, yeah, or Will Forte. Um, also, um, uh, Claudia O'Darty, who was in uh, The Festival, which is a shite film, but she she was good in it. Uh, she's good in this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, weird, you know, like weird cast, like, like uh, you know, Barry Ward. Is in, it's like, you'll, you'll spit, it's a great, it's a film where you'll be going, oh, look, it's him, uh, several times throughout. Uh, several cast members of Dairy Girls are in it, and of course the main character is, is played by Mae Higgins. Uh, really, really fun. Really, really fun. As I said, it's it's not really scary. It's just kind of a 
horror slash supernatural themed comedy. Uh, basically, uh, Mae Higgins' character uh, plays this kind of uh, lonely um, driving instructor who had a past life as a psychic, or a, or a you know a paranormal. Her dad was a, a television parent investigator, um, and she chose not to uh, to live that life. And then this uh, uh, this. This character, uh, this man's daughter gets possessed. He comes to her for help, and they have a, a sort of a that's the love interest center of the uh, the story. And then Will Forte is the a- antagonist. I mean, it's good. It's really good fun. Um, uh, it's it was just ninety minutes as well. It was a very breezy watch, um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Big recommendation. Uh, being a small little Irish film, I do not imagine it'll be in the cinema much longer, but if you have a chance to get to see it, I, I do recommend it. It's, it's a good time. It's, it's not an essential watcher. It was fun. Uh, I also rewatched the first part of the new It series, and then I watched the new one. Uh-huh. Uh, it, it Chapter 1, still very much enjoyed. Uh, I remember at the time really loving it, uh, and just being kind of irritated by the fact that the part where it's a horror movie is kind of deep, kind of just jump scary, uh, which was unfortunate. Um, I think that bothered me less this time around because I knew it was coming, and so I was just kind of able to enjoy it for what it is, and I, I think it's a really, really fantastic film with a great cast, and it's really funny, and um, I, I do think that the, all the stuff with Pennywise, all his little uh, mutations and characters and, and, and set pieces are all very clever and very well done and the, the CGI is very good so I really enjoyed rewatching that uh, then I saw the sequel uh, It Chapter 2 with you know James McAvoy and Bill Hader and um, uh, girl fuck uh, Jessica Chastain uh, so I got a tremendous cast um but it chapter two was about as disappointing a sequel, about as disappointing a sequel as I've seen without it being outright bad. I went, I went the old solid three stars on this on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't terrible, but it, considering how much I loved the first one, it was pretty disappointing. It's nearly three hours long. It's so fucking long, um, and that three hours is. Um, uh, it simultaneously feels really bloated, even though it's also really long. Like, it feels like an, an overstuffed 90-minute film, and yet it also drags at points. Like, it's really messy. Um, and also, it feels like it's totally meandering. It doesn't justify that length at all. And, um, yeah. And it also feels like, a, in, in a lot of ways, it feels like a retread of the um, uh, of the first film in, in a couple of ways. Uh, yeah, just uh, it just did not work for me on a on a lot of levels. I thought very very broadly, I thought the story worked, and I thought the characters got to where they needed to be, and uh, the characters are still fun. The performances are still good. It's a very good cast, but um, yeah, it was a bummer because I really love that film, and I loved when the first one ended, and they they kind of they fade in with the with the chapter one to let you know there's a sequel coming, and then. Uh, yeah, uh, it's and it, the really disappointing thing is I don't think it's a film I'll ever rewatch, especially when it's this long. Um, I don't see myself revisiting it. So, um, so yeah, that was it. Chapter two. I don't think I have either of you seen that yet. No. Okay. Well, no. Okay. Well, I, w- I wouldn't put it top of the list, obviously. Um, and then I rewatched some films this week uh, because I was looking for some just something completely 
non-mentally taxing to watch on Netflix. I was having one of those days. Uh, I watched Austin Powers 2, not the first one. I watched the second one because that was the one that was on Netflix. Uh, that is the one with Mini-Me and Fat Bastards and Jerry Baby. Oh, the, yeah. The Jerry Springer scene. Shagadelic. Um, uh, Heather Graham is in it. Uh, it's not that good. You you will be stunned to hear that when you go back and watch Austin Powers, you're just like, oh, this isn't, this isn't that good. What, what's <laughs> I, uh, I watched them recently it. enough, and I, I still enjoyed them. I feel like... I feel like... I, I, I don't know this, because I, I have not watched it in many, many years. I feel like if I was to maybe watch the first one, I feel like the first one was probably like better made. Or, or, or like more... Uh, more in- this one, I, this one feels really like gag heavy. Like it's, it feels like mm. a very weird, disconnected series of jokes um, uh, that don't really flow together very well. Um, uh, and also, I forgot how kind of referential it is. There's a lot of um, uh, the the one that still kind of works is when Doctor Evil shows footage of of Independence Day to the president in 1969, just. To- <laughs> <laughs> like that's still good like that's good but there's like a bunch of other references to things that just it, it's just kind of weird again the other one that kind of works is like you know the jerry springer scenes like all right he goes on jerry springer they swear a bunch and they fight it's like okay there's tons of stuff like that in there um the other thing as well is that like when these movies when the first movie came out it was 1997 this one came out in 99 and it was like bond hadn't really had his gritty reboot yet and so i think satirizing the goofiness of Bond still meant a lot more 20 years ago uh, mm. when this film came out, whereas now, I think a lot of these references... I mean, I, I know them, but I wonder if like, if if you were to make a sequel to this, which I'm sure has been contemplated um, uh, in our in our modern reboot-obsessed era, I wonder, does, does this character even mean anything to anyone anymore? Because, or, or if you brought it back, it's kind of nostalgia for itself, if you know what I mean? Mm. Like people would people be into it because they know the references of Austin Powers, not because they know the satire of James Bond. I think so. Yeah, it would be all Miss, you know, Fat Bastard, Minnie Me, maybe all that. Or, or send ups of Fat Bastard and Minnie Me. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not horrendous. Um, like it's the the humor is very cheap. That's the funny thing about this is that obviously, <laughs> of course, the funny. irony is that Minnie Me is dead. Oh yeah, R.I.P. to alleged. Oops. Uh, 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 Raw, raw guest host, uh, uh, Vern Troyer, R.I.P. Yeah. Um, but the the irony of these movies is that like it's obviously the humor is quite bawdy and raunchy and everything. But it's like this movie is specifically meant to be enjoyed by children who are just old enough to get the naughty references, but they're still not supposed to be hearing them because it is so infantile. I mean, there's the scene where he accidentally drinks shit. There's the scene <laughs> where Heather Graham has to put the tracker up the guy's arse. There's the scene where, uh, in both movies, there's a scene where he's walking around naked and there's like sausages covering his willy. Oh, um, no. And then the one scene that I thought was genuinely still hilarious is the fight scene with Mini Me, where he's just flinging this little fella around and then Mini Me gets up and bites him on the willy. Listen, lads, that's timeless, okay? Um, <laughs> but yeah. I, I, I kind of want to rewatch the first one because I remember the first one being like genuinely great and. and being a bit more... I feel like they got progressively wackier. I remember even at the time hating the third one. Um, oh, yeah, that's uh, bad. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, as is Netflix's way, 
they arbitrarily have the second Austin Powers movie and nothing else, so that that was the one I watched. Uh, uh, I also to the Austin Powers streaming service that's going to be launching soon. <laughs> uh, with uh, just those three movies and the Love Guru. Yep, three ninety nine a month. <laughs> um, uh, in much in a much better rewatch, uh, I rewatched Booksmart and Into the Spider Verse yesterday. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Uh, both are still absolutely tremendous. Um, Booksmart is... I, I was glad it held up, because coming out of the cinema, I was like, right, well, nothing's beating that for my favourite film of the year. And I'm... I, I will also say I think it's been a, a bit of a shit year so far for movies. I have not really loved a whole... Uh, a great many films, but I, I rewatched it, and I just... I love it so much. It's so fun. It's so funny and charming and and uh, endearing and the soundtrack is amazing amazing um and not just in terms of song selection but the scenes they're used in are just so perfect like the the scene early in the film where where uh, amy sees the the blonde girl she has like this massive crush on and it's just this perfect like high school seeing your slow motion you know high school comedy seeing your crush for the first time music it's so perfectly done it's so so good um uh, yes so i really enjoyed that and into the spider verse i mean this is like my fourth time seeing it we've watched that movie uh, on here many times over Hmm. tremendous film genuinely i think gets better every single time i see it um uh just absolutely tremendous again another incredible soundtrack looks amazing um yeah, blows away almost every other uh, superhero film of the last couple of years. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, yeah some cool movies this week uh, for me. Uh, that's all my that's my week off. Nice. Have you seen Eighth Grade yet, Barry? No, uh, I really should. I, I've I've been told I would love it. Yeah, get on that. We just we discussed um, both Booksmart and Eighth Grade last week. Had a, a very interesting discussion. And I think we were both big fans of, of both. Uh, it's definitely a golden age for the coming-of-age movie, I have to say. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch mid-90s yet, by the way. But I still am planning on that. Oh, yeah. I thought kind of mixed things yeah. about that. I remember, I remember people going crazy for the trailer, and then when it came out, I, people seemed a little bit more, um, you know, less glowing about it than I was kind of anticipating. I think you'll like it. Yeah, I do want to see. I'll definitely go and check out 8th grade soon. Oh, 8th grade's great. Uh, So enough positivity. Time for some bad movies. Hell yeah. So uh, I watched two movies this week. I should have watched Mid-90s instead. Because these movies I watched were not good. Um, So I watched... uh, Coming off the back of having finally finished Haunting of Hill House. I I was in kind of a horror-y mood, I guess. Uh, so I wanted to watch some 2019 uh, horror releases that maybe were a little bit different, something I'd be interested in. I wasn't going to watch fucking Annabelle 5 or whatever. No. But I, I sought out uh, Ma, and I sought out The Dead Don't Die, uh, both released from this year. Uh, suffice to say, I think along with Vice... Uh, They probably make up, as of now, my three least favorite films of the year. Um, What? I like Ma. I'm surprised to hear this. Let me explain why. So, uh, we'll start with Ma, then. So, um, 
when I spend too much time on it, Ma to me felt like a hundred individually good ideas mashed mashed together in a way that just really didn't work. It was like if you make a cake out of all the stuff you like, you're like, okay, some chocolate. Uh, I like hamburgers. Gotta have some hamburgers in there. Uh, some <laughs> Coca Cola. Uh, some ice cream. Uh, sausages I like them. So I like all these. But then we put it together. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's horrible. Like so. First of all, I I thought all the all the protagonists were were pretty pretty horrible and annoying. Right. Um, the fucking I'm, I'm, minor spoilers here for the film, folks. I mean the. It's a very fucking predictable, straightforward film. There's not really anything to spoil. But, uh, so, the the Ma character, or Suan, as she actually is called. Spoiler, that is her name. Um, like, she's this... Ostensibly, she's like a psychopath who befriends the kids, and then things go a bit bad, right? But her backstory... This is where I'm going. Barry knows where I'm going with this. Her backstory... Is like I'm gonna to 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 summarize it in, in like a sentence. She gets like because she, she her, 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 in in the in the flashbacks she's like a very naive shy girl, right? She essentially gets like fooled into a sexual assault. Yeah, and that's like played up to like why she's the way she is today, and I I found that completely ass backwards with how I'm supposed to feel towards this character. Like, I felt really sympathetic towards her and not to the children. And then she's, like, fucking putting an iron on them and stuff and sawing the their mouths closed. Hey? The kids didn't do anything to her. Yeah, but... <laughs> so, then why... Yeah, Who I mean, am I supposed to feel sorry for here? Like, what's the point of the film? And then she's, like, putting... She's, like, a... She is, like, a... I mean, I think this is a problem with modern horror as well. You see it in, in a lot of these reboots. It's this weird desire to make the monster the most sympathetic. Um, you see it in a lot of the new Texas Chainsaw movies. It's this over-emphasizing of what a tragic figure the monster but, is. But that would, be, that would be okay if there was a re- kind of a redemption to it at the end. Because I feel sympathetic toward this character, so I want to see ultimately it come good. But then, like... She she has like a daughter who she keeps locked up in the house, essentially like Munchausen syndrome. And then the fucking daughter is hitting her in the head with a frying pan, and I'm like, am I supposed to feel like, yay, she hit her, or like, am I supposed to feel like sympathetic toward the daughter or sympathetic to her, or like, what's happening? What is this film? And she's like, there can only be one black friend, and she's painting like there's like a black kid, she's painting his face white with paint. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? What is this? Like, I di- so in summary, I didn't, I didn't properly feel sympathy towards really any of the characters because the way they're kind of handled was too messy. I didn't like the backstory of the villain being like an uber sympathetic thing because then that character ultimately, again, minor spoilers, the character ultimately has no redemption and just spends the last thirty minutes of the movie acting like a psychopathic murder um uh and like the only redemption that character gets is like revenge she like kills like the people who did that to her when during her youth she just like murders that's the redemption she kills them 
She hits one with a car and slices the other's wrist and pours like dog blood into it. Yeah. And I didn't feel like that didn't to me feel like a redemption story of that character. So I guess what they were going for wasn't a redemption. And if that's the case, why make them so sympathetic in the first place? And it wasn't really scary. So it wasn't really a horror movie. The first like hour of it, nothing happens because the ma thing only really comes into play the last 30 minutes. So what you have is just an hour of annoying kids uh, partying while Octavia Spencer does a, Hey, I'm your friend act for like an hour. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I just didn't get it at all. I just thought it was like it. she she was fine in Octavia Spencer, but she doesn't do much apart from the, that cliche psychopath like stare. Yeah, you know when someone go like the smile goes into like a an angry stare. She just does that basically the whole movie, and then it's her on her on Snapchat going, "Hey friends, I got the drink. Come to my house." <laughs> and, um, yeah, I don't know. I I I kind of was hoping that I would like it and that it would be something more like um sinister and more you know of a of a thriller more of a more of a god like a maybe more of a hitchcock feeling movie but it was just kind of annoying and and like i say a lot of it didn't make sense to me and they're like why are they doing that that way and why and then yeah the ending of the movie left me kind of feeling empty and like i didn't get what 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 was I supposed to take away from it, or who did I feel really was vindicated, or who did I feel like? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't like it at all. Um, the dead don't die. On the other hand, uh, is a satirical zombie comedy starring Bill Murray, Adam Driver. Um, what's the guy's name? Buscemi, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Um, now, if I didn't tell you that it was a satire, uh, you wouldn't know from watching the movie because it's so fucking boring. <laughs> uh, it's it's satire. I, I don't even want to call it subtle because there's like the satire just isn't there. It's it's so deadpan that it's practically just a straightforward zombie movie. Like there's the satire isn't isn't really there. Yeah, so I, uh, when, when this trailer came out and people went crazy for it, because ah, Bill Murray, I was like, this looks so shit. Like it, <laughs> it was a very unappealing trailer, um, and I'm not surprised. You, I mean, you, I, you're not the first person to tell me that it was it's quite poor. It's well, the, the, there's there's no jokes in it. Like I was watching it, going, okay, I understand that this is satirical and it's trying to be, you know. Not overly wacky, and not over, not necessarily a parody, but it's just trying to be satirical of of that genre. Right? Yeah. In the first like hour, there was only one bit that I could point to and say, "Well, that was obviously trying to be comedic," and the joke was this: right, the first zombie attack is done on these two ladies who work in a diner, right, and the police come across the scene. One character comes in, and goes, "Well, was it an animal or several animals?" Then a second person comes in and they go, was it an animal or several animals? And then a third person comes in and goes, was it an animal or several animals? I'm like, is this the joke? Am I supposed to be guffawing at this? Is this supposed to be funny? What is this movie supposed to be? I'm bored watching this. I'm not entertained. As Dr. Neil Fox said, 
um, 17 years ago. Uh, you know, uh, the, the fact that I wasn't entertained, that was the problem. <laughs> there was no entertainment to it. Um, and, then, and then Steve Buscemi goes, uh, oh, what would you uh, change about it? Bit of humor? Yeah. Nice. That was a horrible Steve Buscemi, by the way. I apologize. It's, it's, it's just a, an incredibly boring film that isn't funny. Doesn't and the problem is because it's a zombie movie, it it just plays as a B movie cheap retread of the Night of the Living Dead. If I wanted to watch that, I would just watch the original one, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's like if you wanted to watch the Night of the Living Dead, but a more boring version starring people you recognize who are but like to a person completely wasted in in yeah. this film uh then this is the movie for you i also don't know if i really like adam driver as anything other than kylo ren well he plays this role super adam drivery that he's yeah. just like I, I hesitate to say like stoned but he comes off like he just you know well he, yeah he has that, that did the voice. biggest bag of weed did- delivery where you're kind of like yeah i don't know like i just i remember watching black Klansman. it was not like he was bad in it but i was just like mm. oh. he's one of those people you just you constantly thinking that he's adam driver you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. um but also yeah. this film is if if that wasn't enough to uh sell you on it full of uh fourth wall breaking moments oh, no. that don't lead to anything or have any reason to be in the movie so is Ryan Reynolds in it Unfortunately, no. Um, but there's a bit where uh, one character, which is Adam Driver's character, actually, he's constantly doing the kind of, oh my God, this is going to turn out so bad. This ain't going to be good. Like, loads of that, right? And then towards the end of the movie, Bill Murray's character goes, whatever his Adam Driver's character's name, I don't remember. He goes, Adam, you know all that time you were saying this ain't going to work out good? And Adam Driver says, yeah. He goes, how did you know this wasn't going to be good? And Adam Driver goes, you really want me to tell you? And Bill Murray goes, yes, I want you to tell me. And he goes, well, Jim, Jim Jarmusch is the director of the movie. Uh, Jim gave me the script. What, he gave you the whole script? Yep. He only gave me our bits. And then there's a wacky thing later that happens. And he goes, was that in the script? No. And I was like, is this what we're doing here? Is this the joke? Ah, oh, yeah. So, I gave Ma and I gave The Dead Don't Die uh, a 2 out of 10 each. Ma, at least, was a little bit more like fun, but a mess. And The Dead Don't Die was a little bit more functionally solid, but fucking so boring. Oh, avoid both of those. Well, I, I that would be my recommendation. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's the movie guff for this week. Um, got a bit of wrestling guff, quite a bit of wrestling guff to chat about, actually. Um, I'm quite a bit behind on the wrestling. Um, I didn't see, I mean, I'm so far behind that I just got around to watching Walter versus Tyler Bate. Um, that match is really good. That match is quite brilliant, uh, in fact. Uh, but yeah, I didn't watch the NXT debut on the USA Network. Uh, they are currently doing the weird thing where it's one hour on the network, one hour on USA, uh, because USA has some stuff they couldn't 
they could not shoehorn off the network. I think it's the Suits finale. Um, uh, so, uh, so the first hour is on USA, second hour is on the network. Yeah. Uh, when it comes time to go head to head with AEW, they will 100% be on USA for two hours. Uh, but yeah, Paul, what did you make of that uh, debut episode of NXT? It was a really good show. Uh, it was weird though because the front hour was obviously very star heavy, and then the second hour felt like the first hour of how the show should be. Like it was like watching. Imagine that it was on USA, and you found a stream of it where, for some reason, uh, the second hour played before the first hour. That's the sensation of, of mm-hmm. watching it. Uh, it was very good. You had um, Velveteen Dream, Roderick Strong had a very good match. Roderick Strong, now the North American champion. So all of the Undisputed Era have all the belts, leading into that first big uh, USA show. You had a very good Fatal 4-Way women's match open the show, which I think was a, a good decision because it was like, you know, your four best hands. You want to send them out and have a really fun Fatal 4-Way. It's like, well, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai. They had a really great match. Um, What else? Walter debuted with his little group yeah. on NXT, which was cool to see. Kushida come out and... Uh, Probably we'll be getting Walter Kushida down the line. Uh, big alarm klaxon, guys. They announced, in case you missed it, right? They announced for next week's show, they're doing Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic again. Oh, yes, yeah. Get on that, because that last one they had was excellent. Um, and then the show ended with the Matt Riddle, um, Killian Dane brawl, which involved like 50 people, and was actually... Uh, and I know WWE don't do this too often. It was one of those really rare occasions where it was like a believable wild brawl instead of feeling feeling like a really fake staged brawl. Mm. There was just fucking people flying around, getting thrown, legs in the air, pythons biting some lad in the hand in the background. Uh, it was really, really fun. And apparently they're going to do again like a number one contender match. Kelly and Dane, Matt Riddle on next week's show as well. So that was cool. No Johnny Gargano on the first show, weirdly enough. Uh, but it was a read fun show. Very much enjoyed it. Uh, I also watched... Sorry, anyone have anything else to say about NXT? No, no, I was just, yeah, I'll try and, I'm going to try and follow that weekly soon. Uh, um, I should watch it, but can't be bothered. Uh, I watched this morning's New Japan uh, Destruction in Kobe show, which is mm. pretty fun. You had a cool moment where Jushin Liger took his mask off and he had the little face paint on. He was like that evil Liger that he only does. The the Finn Balor demon gimmick that you only do oh. once once every t- fucking 15 years or something. So that was pretty cool. This is great. Oh, God, I need to see Jushin Liger before he retires. <laughs> Go over to Japan. To, You're running out of time. have to fly to Japan in, in January. Yeah. Um... So that was that was cool. Uh, best match of the show was uh, no surprise because it was like the best match of the G one. Uh, Shingo against Goto. Oh yeah, uh, it wasn't quite as good as the G one match, but it, quite quite a good match. And then in the main event, uh, Jay White won the Intercontinental title from uh, Naito. Two guys who I don't really love, uh, but they had a good match. 
and it was kind of one of those slow burners that by the end of it, like, I couldn't help but kind of get into it. Um, so that was good. Yeah, it was a good little show. Um, uh, it, I, I'll put a little pin on this. This was the show where my, um, what's it called? Suspension of disbelief was my mark dumb for the young lions finally broken where I realized that you'll, you'll have a show that has three young lions matches and all they do is fucking Boston crabs and spears and every match ends with a Boston crab. <laughs> so I can't watch those matches anymore because I just, the wrestlers don't, they're not allowed to do real moves and they all wear little yeah. black trunks. Um, I tried to watch, um, the Super J Cup as well, because they finally put up on the VOD. I watched the first night in its entirety. And it was it was alright. It wasn't as good as I expected to be, but it was fine. That um Will Ospreay Amazing Red match. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was as good as as I was hoping it was gonna be. It was more long than good, really. But then the second night is shot with one camera. It's oh, only, no. only a hard cam. Oh, no way. No so way. when the lads, and keep in mind, this is the super juniors here. When people do like a dive, they're just off camera for like two minutes. And I just gave up watching. It was unwatchable. I like, could not watch that. And I, I tell you what, I, 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 I couldn't even watch. It, it would annoy me to watch the first night of the tournament knowing I wasn't going to watch the second. Yeah, I didn't realize that, unfortunately. That's really disappointing because I'll watch the the amazing red match because I heard it was great, but um, that's a, that's a bummer because I wanted to watch the whole thing. Yeah, the third night is apparently like back to normal, but I'm just oh. amazed that a company like New Japan can't just have one lad with a camera at ringside. Like OTT also, can also, do it. They also took like three weeks to put this out inexplicably, oh. um, and like what was weird is like they were charging people thirty quid for Royal Quest. Yeah. And then it was up on New Japan World two days later. And then this wasn't airing anywhere live until it was on New Japan World. But that was then, like, around two-ish weeks. Like, yeah, you know, it's, still, it's a good service, but that's, yeah, some no, of that stuff is Unfortunately, good. they put no effort into this whatsoever. Yeah. Which is a shame. That's so a bummer. I, I'm just, you know, fuck it. I, I'm not necessarily a completionist when it comes to New Japan anyway. I didn't watch the... Um, the last two destruction shows. I'm just going to catch up on the main matches from them. But I was kind of because I hadn't watched them. I heard. Go on. I heard Bipu was a, a thoroughly missable show right. that you don't need to see. No, I'm only going to watch like the two main matches from each show. Um, point being is that by the time today's one came around, I still hadn't watched those shows, and I was like, you know, I don't. I don't need to watch every New Japan show. It's fine if I miss a couple. I'll just kind of catch up on what's going on. Life's too short to watch every show that they do. Or at least every big oh, show. Of course, yeah. So, unfortunately, that, that Super J Cup was a bit of a dud. Um, I was really looking forward to it. I was waiting for that VOD to come up. But that second day being a single camera, uh, even though the third day isn't, that just killed my enthusiasm to watch it. I was like, fuck it, I can't, I can't be bothered. Uh, so, two little funny closing news stories to uh, to finish up our lovely little show here. So, first of all, Dana White announced on TMZ there, uh, The Rock is going to present the Bad Motherfucker Championship belt to the winner of this jabroni UFC fight between Nate Diaz and uh, Jorge Masvidal 
two boys who are like not even top ranked because they have fun fights they're giving them a fake belt that the rock is going to give to them what is going on <laughs> a bad motherfucker belt did you hear by the way about the ufc show last night what happened i i never hear about any ufc well show. let me it's tell you right it was in mexico mexico city i think and the main event was yair rodriguez who's this like flippy like the the equivalent of a UFC flippy do guy he does like spin kicks and shit right against Jeremy Stevens who's like this no, known for being like a heavy fisted knockout artist featherweight right so you know when you're doing a show in Mexico how the Mexican fans are going to be you're not going to put fucking GSP doing a 25 minute wrestle fuck on the Mexico show you know you're going to put your your fun boys <laughs> the main event between these two boys Ended after 15 seconds with an eye poke and went to a no contest. <laughs> <laughs> and the fans threw garbage at the octagon. Good. Oh, good. I saw the, the garbage throwing gif, but I didn't yeah. bother inquiring any further as to. Yeah, so yeah, The Rock has given this uh, fake belt to the winner of this fake championship fight in what is, you know, ostensibly a real sport. Yeah, give me. Def- definitely a real sport. Give me a break. Um. So speaking of uh, funny finishes to main events, uh, Progress had their uh, 95, Progress 95 show there. Uh, just a little quick shout out, Jordan Devlin and Scotty Davis of OTT fame won the Progress tag team titles. Well done, lads. Um, but Progress made... Um, Scotty won their Young Boy tournament. Yeah, um, cashed it in. That's how he... yeah. yeah. So... I'm, I've never watched a Progress show in my entire life, so I probably don't get the context of this. But when I heard that their Walter David Starr main event uh, finished with Eddie Dennis cashing in and winning the title, I couldn't help but laugh out loud because that is ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like it's like... It's already not. It's already lame because he's not someone I take seriously as a world champion. But it's another contracted guy, um, like an, another NXT UK guy, um, uh, in their in their top level mix. It just the cash in gimmick is so overdone. It's just yeah. I just rolled my. I mean, this this is part of the reason why I used to watch Progress, but I can't anymore. It's just uh, it's just so frustrating and. It, it, it's funny because I think, I think Star and Walter. I think very much the the chapter of their feud they're in now. It is in the uh, the fuck finish chapter, where instead of just losing, now Star is like sort of getting shafted out of wins, hmm. um, uh, which is fine. I liked the finish in OTT, but. That's because at least that was still a self-contained thing. I mean, the idea of just inserting Dennis into this, just yeah, yeah, that was really disappointing. Um, and I'd be I'd be disappointed if I was those those fans in attendance if that was the finish I got. Uh, I mean, they've, I think it's already been done in that promotion before anyway. But yeah, silly. And uh, like, I don't so know how are- how big Eddie Dennis is as a star in progress in in, really. in that bubble. Because I've only seen him, I've seen him in OTT what once or twice, and on NXT UK. But it's like, yeah, if you had your Walter, Dev, let's say Walter Devlin or Walter Star in OTT with uh, Be Cool cashed in on it. Now I love Be Cool. Don't take that wrong. But like, it's, you know, 
the half of them like, what the fuck is this? That's fucking stupid. So Eddie Dennis cashed it anyway. Look, that's the that's where uh, WWE has left British wrestling's decaying corpse. Is Eddie Dennis cashing in on Walter and Star? Uh, yeah, British wrestling's had a hell of a few weeks because uh, it was that. It was the whole Rev Pro thing. Yes, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, well, we don't, there's no point getting into nah, it because it's like it's two weeks old. But news. they did finally put they did finally put out Summer Sizzler um, on VOD, which is the show where the the Rev incident happened. Um, and they're they are Rev Pro is in such a hames at the moment that they decided to leave the match where the referee got fucked up. They decided to leave that in, right? Yeah. But they took out. <laughs> There was a, a CCK match where it was Brooks and Gresham against MK McKinnon and someone else. I can't remember who McKinnon was teaming with. But McKinnon fucked up a poetry in motion twice and injured John Gresham. And so they chose to cut that match for for no other reason. That It, it was cut. It, there was not, no other reason to cut it. It's not like anyone got signed or there was any, any yeah. kind of real-life controversy. But obviously the match was so bad and it featured him fucking up a wrestler. They decided to cut that, but they left in this highly controversial match where the referee got assaulted in a shoot after the fact. They left that in, and then on top of everything else, everyone who's watching has just absolutely shat on the main event, which was Osprey versus Star. Which on paper, like if they announced that for OTT, Paul, you know, mm. you'd be going right, fucking get me them tickets right away. I have yeah, to see that. Yeah. <laughs> They did a fucking Attitude Era, two ref bumps, fucking the promoter gets in the ring to square off with Star, just a shite fest um, that everyone was massively disappointed by. So, so Rev Pro and Progress, the two big heavy hitters uh, of the British scene, not having, not having a stellar few weeks, um, uh, which is unfortunate, you know, got companies closing, Southside Wrestling closed, we didn't talk about that, but um, they shut their doors and just, yeah. Um, not the uh, not the best week there uh, for them as the uh, uh, NXT machine chugs along. Mm. But uh, yeah, uh, any other wrestling news before we sign off? I don't think I I haven't watched a whole lot of wrestling there uh, lately. Uh, I do want to catch up on that NXT. I, I am going to try and watch NXT and AEW weekly mm. um, uh, because I'm very interested in AEW, obviously, but also I'm, I'm interested to see how they. How do they make NXT a, uh, an actual TV show? Do you know what I mean? Because the, the the old school thing they were doing for years where it was just squash matches on TV and then big matches at TakeOver, that's not going to, you know, that's not going to fly anymore. So uh, I'm curious about that. By the way, speaking of AEW, just for one quick tidbit here before we sign off. Uh, did you see that one Kylie Ray had an independent wrestling booking this weekend? Hmm. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. So yeah, that's that uh, that story uh <laughs> as it was when we previously discussed it that certainly could appear to 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 be continuing to develop because uh I, I remember I remember the, the earliest rumor about her at AEW was that she was leaving AEW and wrestling. Um but now it appears she's taking bookings question mark or took a booking maybe taking bookings, I don't know, but uh, mm, it's going to come out eventually. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think most people are not taking 
even if they initially took it at face value, I don't think most people are now taking AEW's comment about her Sim- just simply requesting her release and getting it. I don't think anyone's taking that at face value anymore. But yeah, that's interesting. I just wanted to make mention of that before we sign off. Uh, yeah. So uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we will have more wrestling to talk about. We will have more uh, movie game and TV golf. And um, yeah, you know, all the usual fun and games. Uh, so thanks for listening, everyone. It's good to be back. Um, and uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Follow at ChairShopPod on Twitter and go to ChairShopPodcast.com and send us an email if you'd like to contribute to the show in some way. Um, so yeah, until next week, it's going to be goodbye from me, Barry. It's going to be goodbye from Paul Griffin. Goodbye. And it's going to be goodbye from Mr. Joe Towner. Good night, Seattle Windows.